Going within to know thyself fully and taking responsibility and accountability for your own suffering as well as your own well-being sets you free from old programming that no longer serves you. Step into healing your trauma and living the life that you've always wanted. In the words of Marcus Aurelius, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts, so keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments. How's it going, everybody? It is May the 17th, 2022. I wanted to get on and do a follow-up episode from my kind of little My True Life Story episode. And the only reason why I'm doing this is because um, I've talked to a couple of people and shit about kind of just like asking me like, whoa, like, what should, like, how did you like get over this? Or how did you work through this? Or like, you know, you always talk about like this uh, discipline, persistence and consistency. And I just kind of want to know like a little bit more. And I feel like it's a very good thing for me to do this follow-up episode just so you know, I'm not leaving it so abruptly in terms of like, um, here, here's all this like trauma that now you're unearthing, but how do you really, um, keep moving forward? It's one thing to like confront all of your traumas, bring them up to the surface, begin to like accept them and then slowly release them, but you're still not healing everything. You're not moving past those issues. And that's a big thing of like a true release is knowing like how to actually move through them and actually facing a lot of your fears. Because depending where you're at in your journey or, you know, just hearing my story may be inspiring you to work in a different direction of how you can combat a lot of these uh, traumatic things that have happened in your own life I want to be able to you know give you a lot more help if if I can instead of just like I said in a lot of these like programs and shit where it's just like it's just people fucking telling their fucking story over and over and over again with no real like anecdotal hope in terms of like hey this is the proven route for myself that I took that I had to fucking endure and maybe some of these tools might be useful for you. Is this the rubric and the standard way for everybody? Absolutely not. This is just another perspective to help you find what will work for you. But a lot of these things are just like I said, it's a simple narrative shift in your story that will allow you to free yourself so you can live presently. So, um, you know, like I said, I'll just use my story just because it's easier for me to kind of pinpoint and like, help people you know like we've identified a lot of those core woundings like I did in that episode so just kind of break those things down and just like explain like how I kind of like move through it different modalities and things that I utilized and hopefully be able to like give you guys a little bit more um insight about how to maybe approach like your own shit so as we heard like one of my very first core wounding issues is this uh fear of abandonment because I had literally been abandoned since birth And I had many abandonment situations in my life of just being neglected a lot. Losing, you know, uh, my grandpa was another abandonment issue. Losing my, uh, you know, my childhood best friend and then losing like my soulmate. And all that shit in there, it's like I lost way too many people. Like the background that I came up in, it, it was not normal. Like all my friends and I agree were like, we did not live a normal life in any way, shape or form. The amount of people that we lost are in fucking sane. Like nobody should be losing the numbers of people that we lost. So 
that's just another um, level of abandonment that I had to just keep enduring. Like it was just non-fucking-stop. And then just having, you know, even my relationships and stuff where it would just be like, you know, you get attached to somebody and then it just ends catastrophically, even if it was me having to end it a lot of times. But it was just because I just felt alone in my relationships because they were just so codependent and toxic. Um, so the way that I really dealt with my whole abandonment issue was having to acknowledge it. You know, I had to really accept that I was like, I have put myself in these positions and I acknowledge that these things have already happened to me, that I am processing those, you know, trauma responses. So I really just had to grieve them. Like grieving is really the first step after, um, you know, you just are, have pinpointed, like I have abandonment issues, like great, like that's not going to fucking help you anymore, you know? So after you're able to really dig deeper and process how you truly felt being abandoned, you know, and that's going to be like a lot of emotional upheavals, a lot of purging. So crying is really going to be cathartic as fuck, but some people respond to it in rage, uh, which is also healthy. Like these are all, you know, important to know that emotions are so fucking therapeutic. You cannot fake the funk. If you were faking the funk, you were living inauthentically. This is the time where we need to really teach people that it's okay to have emotions and it's okay to have a full range of them. It's just learning how to process them in a healthy way that allows you to release this very temporary and fleeting situation from your life so that you can get back to the present moment. And so that's really what I begun to do was like really grieve like all of these terrible fucked up situations that had happened in my life and that came through the form of tears. Like I said, I wasn't a very emotional person. Like the only times in my life where I really cry is if somebody pissed me the fuck off and it takes a lot for me to get mad. Like it takes a lot. But once I am there, oh, I'm fucking there. But as fast as I get mad, the fast it goes away because I cannot harbor hatred like it feels like straight up poison inside of me to be mad or like angry like any type of animosity towards someone I cannot sit with it it doesn't bode well in me like other people can like hold grudges for forever and like fucking be mad I can't I'm like straight up allergic to that shit so that's luckily for me I can release it really quickly um but it doesn't negate that anger, like I said, is a secondary emotion always, that it's based upon more deeper hurt generally, like sadness of like whether you are so mad at someone because you feel abandoned, you're so mad at someone because you feel neglected, you're so mad at somebody because they hurt your feelings, you're so mad at someone for not being emotionally vulnerable, you know, like the list goes on and on and on. So um, basically I had to really come to terms with that that I was alone a lot, that I really just felt alone. And what was funny is that, you know, that's a codependent response was me trying to be around a lot of people, me trying to like hold on to these fucking relationships that weren't serving me. And the best thing that I did for myself was, you know, at the end of 2020, or actually no, I take that back. So almost all of 2020, I really started to see like who my friends were and who weren't like gonna come along with me. And it wasn't like I thought I was better than anyone. I just was kind of like, you know, these, some of these friendships are just not really deep for me anymore. I just don't feel connected to them. And I slowly started just kind of like letting people leave my life. And this is another word of advice. You know, it's like we keep clinging to people that 
are not clinging back to us. And if that's the type of situation where like either you're chasing somebody or like begging somebody or just can't uh, be alone and you're, you're trying to attach yourself to somebody, that's fucking unhealthy and that's codependency and that's generally rooted in trauma. And so I realized that I was like, oh shit, I have hella codependency issues of this trauma wound of abandonment that I had to learn that let people leave. If they want to leave, let them leave. It's not going to change anything for me to waste my time and energy to make somebody stay. So the best thing that I could do was just let people leave my life and not question them, just let them go. And so I started slowly doing that in 2020. And then it got to a point where it was just I just had to drop everybody, a lot of people like flies. And it wasn't again that I thought it was better than anybody. It was just like, I just needed it for myself. And so I took another big leap of faith of just being alone. And I took that like almost 10 months of pure isolation where I really didn't fuck with nobody. It was just me and my deep healing. I needed that. I needed that time to fully be alone, to face a fear and realizing that it was actually the fucking answer to all my fucking prayers of just taking the time to release the burdens that no longer serve me, to let go of excess excess baggage, to let go of people that couldn't come on my journey anymore and that I wished them well, but I needed to understand what it was like to be an individual. I needed to understand what it was like to be authentically me without the burdens and constraints of other people's opinions and shit. And it was the most freeing thing of my life was to face that fear of literally being abandoned to abandoning everything that was no longer serving me so I could return home to myself. So that was truly facing a fear head on and realizing that is the solution. The uh, the solution to your problems is the fucking problem, literally. So that was something that I learned really quickly. I was like, oh, that's how you do it. I understand this shit. You know, I'm a full fucking alchemist, man. I'm all about alchemy of like transmutation of energy. Like I'll turn all negatives into a positive and I'll be able to see life in that way. And so that was, you know, like a big, you know, huge leap for me of like facing that big abandonment issue that I was really able to heal all that shit, you know, just like identifying like my own shit of like my adoption shit, my shit with my like my adoptive parents, who I also want to go on record and just say, you know, it's like, I, I didn't really get to talk all about the positives of, of my family too. It's like, uh, I definitely want to go on record for that in terms of like, my parents are dope ass people, like super fucking brilliant, smart people. Like my dad is literally a genius. My brother's also a genius. My mom is creative as fuck and smart as shit. And you know, they taught me a lot of dope things in life that I could have never received anywhere else. We just didn't have a great family dynamic. That's as bottom line as it gets. Like we're all human. We make mistakes. And I'm the one to break that generational trauma that I'm not going to fucking pass these mistakes down. I really want to be able to, um, you know, show people that like, no matter how dysfunctional family you come from, like try to find the positive in everything. And I, I see so much positives like in my family that that's why we were able to repair it and of course there are some situations where people where your shit's not repairable in the sense that you can salvage it it's just coming to a place where you can see the positive in a situation where um 
or you can just be like, I acknowledge that this has happened to me and that these people and I do not get along and I just I respect them as a as a person you know and and that's like a positive shift you know just being able to see them as a human with their own flaws and their own mistakes but hopefully you know you can find at least one thing to like be grateful of for them or one thing that you can think positively about that person in in some way you know and that's like how I, I shift my thoughts you know I'm like is there at least one fucking thing that I can either be grateful for in this situation or is there one thing that I can find positive about this person or situation that's what I tr- always try to like find that focal point in whatever fucked up thing might be happening to me so that's another kind of like narrative shift hack that I have is just like really going deep just trying to find anything even I'm like I like that person's shoelaces but I can't find a single thing else that I like you know just anything to focus on is better than just being consumed and just negativity and shit because the way that you're processing negativity like that's that's on you that's you're the one that's gonna feel that like no one else is gonna feel it it's just all you so you're wasting your own time you're wasting your own energy and you're staying stuck and that's what you're gonna fucking attract if you keep that up so uh yeah just a little quick hack there and then kind of the next like main trauma things that are really dealt with in my life which I think everybody has this at some point you know like with it it, are you know these insecurities and mine was more of this deeper feeling of feeling inadequate just not enough and I think everyone has that to a degree and really I would, you know, my response to feeling like I was not enough was me having to do a lot. And so that was where, you know, overworking myself or overextending myself. And that's a codependent, toxic trait of just being like, okay, if I do this, then I will get something in return. That's a conditional and attachment based fucking exchange where I should just do things with no expectations on how things are going to pan out. And I should not, um, you know, feel like it's a reward system or if I don't do something, then I'm going to fail. And that was something that I had to really like start shifting my perspective on is like understanding like my value as a person is not based upon the value of my job. Like the work that I perform at my job doesn't make me a, a good person. It's not going to change the way I feel about myself. Even if there's times where I'm like, yeah, I like I'm a, I like a job well done. I feel successful. I feel, you know, empowered by the shit that I am able to do. But that's not who I like. The job is not me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that's something that I had to really go within and get to, be really comfortable with myself of being like, damn, you know, I can look at myself and understand like, I am a really kind and patient, loving person. You know, going a lot more deep than just being like, I'm a hard worker <laughs> or like my external world is going to validate who I am as an individual. It's about who I am in the inside and how I am exuding that energy on the outside. And it shows up like very small things, you know, where I'll take the time to, you know, help people, you know, random people, take the time to smile at people on the street, take the time to listen to people fully and attentively and give them the the space to to have to work through whatever they want without interrupting them or ignoring them it, it's just giving somebody my full attention i'm able to do that or um just small considerate gestures of just simply saying thank you to people 
like recently like at work I had like two girls uh leave and both of them wrote me really nice cards they wrote really nice cards to all of us and both of them said like two things um about me that that confirmed me like how I feel as a person and they were just like thank you so much for like teaching me what it's like to be a team player to really um be helpful in a situation and inspire other people to do the same and then another girl was just like you know thank you so much for your patience with me to teach me how to do things and just like simple little things like that where I take the time to really get to know somebody to see what works for them and what does not work for them and as well as to lead by example and that's the best things that we can do in life to be like true like teachers in this world is to really take the time to get to know somebody and really being able to cater to them on, on what works for them. And that's just asks a lot. You just ask a lot of questions about them as well as just listen. Listening is just really the main thing about how do you get to know somebody is allow people to open up to you. Like a lot of times, like as an empath, like this happens to me all the fucking time. People just will just talk to me. Like random fucking strangers will come up to me and just like talk about their problems and and unload on me because they feel that I'm a safe space for them to like work through shit and I'll give them the time and day to do that and I don't think people get that enough of just being fully heard fully seen so that was something um I was able to really understand that that's what makes me feel good as a person my hard work ethic or the amount of jobs or how much money I make or you know like what material things I may have are not gonna be my worth (laughs) my worth is how I really show up as a human so that's really how I combated like a lot of my feelings of inadequacy and like feeling like I was not enough and again and more like I think this is more common about like situations with other people so maybe it's like more of a romantic issue where I just really understood that um I attracted all of my partners to teach me a very valuable lesson and it was to for me to get to know myself better and it highlighted areas where I did feel states of lack because I wasn't giving myself what I needed. It was nothing to do about what they could give me or for them to validate me. It was highlighting that I had to understand what I needed. I needed to learn how much I could give myself and how to love myself as much as I deserve to be loved because I was accepting less than what I deserved and that would only highlight the feelings of inadequacy. So the only true way to really combat it in like that more situational circumstance between like another person was that I had to really just give that same amount of love back to myself and I was treating myself kinder by the words that I would speak to myself because we all have a little inner critic, a little asshole that's just like, you suck, you're terrible, fuck you, everyone hates you, shit, you know, like, we're so fucking mean to ourselves, so fucking mean, so I got, like, in touch with my little fucking critical negative Nancy on the inside, and I was just like, yo, girl, chill, like, it's, it's not that serious, like, take it down a notch, so I began to make friends with my inner critic. I began to really get to know my inner critic and then being able to connect to my higher self to remind my inner critic to shut the fuck up sometimes. (laughs) And so that was a lot of deep inner, inner work that I had to do. 
and as far as like a lot of the healing modalities and stuff that I used was meditation like meditation can be so many different things where as long as you get into that flow state you know like no interference type of shit you're meditating so this could be some things like people that find like certain hobbies that they do so maybe like sewing or you know riding your bike uh going swimming surfing camping hiking uh just anything like i'll even find it like in cooking sometimes or i was even like fucking sharpening my knives and i was like this is mad meditative like just in the groove just anything that you're just flowing so like a lot of people for art is very meditative uh reading can even be meditative just it's finding the time where you are checking out and you're just so focused on doing that thing and if you are truly in a meditative state like where you're actually you know there just like sitting and just being you're so focused on just being present that's a meditating and and that really helped me understand um just how to give to myself a lot more just how to take the time to just chill and when you first try to start meditating what's going to happen your monkey mind's going to go crazy because you're not used to it and it's this war with like your little ego being like yeah i'm just gonna like go through all these negative addictive thought patterns and just keep going and going and going and then you'd slowly learn how to get used to them you know a lot of people are more scared of being alone with their own thoughts and shit and that's something that I've never been afraid to be alone with my own thoughts. I'm like, I'm a big fucking time thinker. I'm an overthinker, but I, I'm not afraid of my thoughts. Like I just can go like hundred miles an hour in my brain. And then I had to learn how to slow it down of being able to still have a lot of chatter, but knowing how to process that chatter really well, where I'm like, oh, okay, these thoughts are coming in here. Let's shift this. What's going on here? Oh, I'm going to process all this data that's coming in. Where, where's the truth? Is any of this shit true? okay, that one's true. Let me focus on this thought right now. Let me figure out how I can uh, get this one to take over the other thoughts, you know, and that's just what I would do is just filtering, just really filter my thoughts and get back to what was important. What could I actually focus on? And there's times where it's really fucking hard because like we're programmed to focus on the lack of something or to focus on the negative of something. And when you kind of learn like the hacks of being like, oh, okay. So I basically have to like perform like a double negative here in some ways where, okay, let's just say hypothetically, you're focused on an intrusive thought of somebody did something wrong to you. So you're like, how dare that person fucking do this to me? How dare this person say that shit to me? Or like, they're in the wrong, it's their fault, blame, victim, blah, 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 blah. And instead, you know, it's really having to hit that with like, uh, okay, I'm not okay with the way that they treated me. I am not okay with how I responded to them. Like put a little bit more emphasis on what you were taking responsibility for and what you're actually bummed about and then finding the solution, you know, like where am I trying to to go with this situation? Like, am I trying to repair this for one? Like that's the main thing. It's like whatever negative thing happened to you, what is your fucking solution? What are you, can you do about it? Because if you're just having this internal chatter of all this, like they did this, they did this, I did this, blah, 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 without any fucking direction, then you're just going to be on a loop. But if you find the one focal point where 
I want to repair this. Let's just say you had a fight with somebody. Then you're just need to focus on that solution. Like, I want to repair this. Maybe if I say this to them, we can find a common ground here. Or maybe I should take a step back and give them some space to, to fucking heal. And I will work on this instead because I want to get to a better place with them you know just keep coming back to this this one focal point and that's kind of how you can start retraining your thoughts it's like finding the solution (laughs) and the solution is the problem generally so that was a lot of um you know things that I worked on was just being able to understand my own thought patterns and how to shift my thoughts from this one just negative thing and turning it into a double negative basically that turns out to be a positive so just again fucking alchemy there um let's see what else was a good example yeah i talked about overworking myself man fuck dude (laughs) um yeah that's always been a problem for me whether that was just work or school or something or just having to do stuff but I, i also suffered from the opposite too where i would be busting my ass off at work but i was lazy as fuck in other aspects of my life because i was neglecting aspects of my life and so with came the the overworking was my health man my health took a fucking toll towards those last like six years um that was like 2013 through 20 2019 like i, f- I really fucking um went through the ringer there with with my with my overall health because I was just like overworking and I was supplementing a lot of like partying and and, you know just drugs and alcohol and shit and it was not like taking good care of myself like exercising or eating right and I ended up having like two major health scares during uh it was like 20 2019 and 2020 I had two back-to-back uh cancer scares so I had a thyroid um, nodule and they were like, well, it's precancerous. It's not cancerous, but it's precancerous. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, but I still was on my bullshit and stuff. And then um, luckily, though, I just was like positive about it. I was like, what can I do about it? Like, it's nothing right now, but I know that it could turn one way. And I already knew about like the, you know, positive shift you know kind of like hacks in terms of like if you're sick or like that you know we manifest illnesses in our body like I already knew what it was but I was still using cognitive dissidence for like my cigarette smoking my drugs and my alcohol and overworking myself stress dude stress is a real fucking killer man and so um I would just kind of (laughs) like ignored it (laughs) for a while but I knew that I was just thinking positively about it, where I wouldn't focus on it. I really wouldn't focus on that. I had that nodule. I just kind of like, you know, just was like, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then I had a breast cancer scare in, what was that, 2021? Yeah, I think 2020, no, it was 2020. Yeah, twenty At the end of 2020, I had a breast cancer scare, and I was like, motherfucker. It's like, you got to be shitting me. Um, and because that was when I was like really busting my ass, overworking myself. But I was starting to not. No, I think, yeah, I was already done drinking and smoking and shit. So I already kind of knew like the the health benefits that I, I needed to like take to to mitigate that shit. But I was still I think was some, somewhat unhealthy. Maybe that was right before I quit. Either way, bottom line was like that. Sh- those two things rattled me of like, OK, I need to like actually give to myself and if um you're you're caught up with like a health issue then the best thing to do is a not focus on 
the either the potential of it being bad or it actually being bad or that it's inhibiting you from living your life. So I just really had a good positive, you know, mental aspect where I'm like, I accept it. I was like, it can go either way. And I accept that this could end badly for me or positively that I'm just going to acknowledge that I'm afraid of this. I acknowledge that um, I'm worried about this. I acknowledge that this makes me feel anxious. And now I'm going to focus on what I can do to make this be not an issue. And that was just really giving to myself by, okay, I got to change up my diet, my eating habits. I got to change my exercising. I got to change my lifestyle and letting go of stress. And really like for the breast cancer scare, 100%, that was my job. That was what the straw that broke the camel's back that I was like, I got to quit my job. This is just not conducive for my health anymore that I'm manifesting a potential uh, cancer in in me that I got to let this go. So... I just like did a lot of deep fucking um, energy healing as well. I did a lot of like specific health energy healing, sending like a lot of love and light codes to to my breasts because I, I had a, like a mass there. And I shit you not, like I did all this fucking work. And like the next cancer screening thing that I had went to, they had like they felt it and then they, they had trouble finding it <laughs> again. Um, and then they tried to take like all the, the ultrasounds and everything. They're like, whoa, what the fuck? And then they finally like tapped into the spot where it was. And they, they took the sample and came back as, as I was good. They're like, oh, that's so weird because it was like super gnarly the last time we saw you. And I was like, that's fucking alchemy, baby. Turn that negative into a positive. But it was also because I just I shifted my whole fucking mentality where I was just like, I'm good. Like I accept whatever is going to happen to me. But I'm making the positive changes in my life that are going to reflect how I want to feel and how I want to be. And I can wholeheartedly say that, like, I believe we can cure any ailment within us. Like, I really fucking believe that. And so I just kept on that positive change. And that's how I really um, was able to combat that. Like, stress was the thing that was going to kill me stress was the root of all of my problems you know that's what made me like eat like shit that's what made me lazy and lethargic that's what made me not exercise that's what made me you know you know have cognitive dissonance to like keep smoking cigarettes drinking and alcohol and shit so like gets me into like the next fucking segment of like how i was able to stop doing drugs drinking and fucking cigarettes and i did this all like right back to back which is a lot of pressure to put on yourself of overachieving bullshit you know and uh it just happened to work for me but I don't really recommend this for a lot of people but a trick was is that like I told myself that I was a non-smoker for like a year straight basically where I would just say that shit I was like I'm not a smoker I'm not a smoker every time I smoked a cigarette I would say that and so I think that um was the seed that I planted in inside of me that I just allowed that to to um to always be in the back of my mind And I wasn't putting pressure on when I was going to do it, how I was going to do it, and what it would look like. I just said it, and I said it consistently. And (laughs) I definitely believe wholeheartedly that that was the main reason why I was able to quit smoking. Because every time I would try to, like, force myself to do it, what do you do? You you crumble, or whenever you do make a mistake, you beat yourself up for it. That you're like, well, fuck it, I fucked it all up, I'm going to go straight back to it. So I just like didn't put any pressure on me. And then the next thing that really was, um, you know, anyone that personally knows me knows this story of 
like my soulmate, like he was a hardcore cigarette smoker. And so his energy was like over me for like a long fucking time. And I remember it was November, 2020. I felt like his energy so fucking much like well, it was October through November. I felt his energy that I realized I was like, this man has not crossed over his, his soul is like with me. Like he has, he is fucking here. He is not where he needs to be. And I had this huge like fucking like crises and like kind of like breakdown and I'm already going through like all my, you know, awakening shit too. So that was a lot. And so I enlisted like a healer who focused on like helping energies cross over because I had like so many fucking crazy energies coming to me. I was like, I can't do this alone. Like I, I know how to do some stuff, but I need help. And so I was able to enlist this help of this healer and we were able to like help him cross over and a bunch of other souls. And I shit you not, the next fucking day, I quit smoking. And it's because (laughs) shit that they had told me, they're like, it's really common for um, these souls that are like kind of around you and especially pass on loved ones that haven't crossed over yet. They gravitate towards the people that they love and kind of like latch onto them and they can influence their judgment on a lot of things. And I was like, damn, son of a bitch. Like, I guarantee you it was him for that cigarette stuff because I... I hate fucking smoking for one. I always hated it. It just was like a routine thing. I just, you know, it's like I hate the way they smell. I hate the way they taste, like everything about them. But I like, I liked the act of it, like the routine of it all, but um, nowhere near as much as he did. And so after I I did that um, energy session with them, I just laughed. I was like, holy shit, I really think that that was the main thing that made me quit smoking. But I'm going to also just really say, though, it's like I had put that intention out there like a year prior being like, I'm a non-smoker, I'm a non-smoker. As far as like the drugs and alcohol, like I just had hit a wall. I just was like, I don't like this. This just makes me feel gross. I like hate everything about it. It just makes me feel worse that that was like a natural progression of like abusing a substance for so long that it doesn't even do anything to you that the way that you want it to do or I would just like make stupid mistakes or like get into like arguments with people just like shit that I was just like I fucking hated myself for it that I was like well this is the root cause of all of those things that I don't like about myself that I was able to clearly see that and being able to um, use that as inspiration and motivation to stop and again it was really just okay like I cut out these external environmental factors like I stopped kicking with a lot of people that were the people that I really drank with a lot or partied with that weren't really conducive to to my overall well-being I got rid of just um wanting to waste money on things like I had like a goal I was like I'm gonna save money for for moving out so that was my goal to not do as much drugs and drinking because I had uh, an investment that I wanted to focus on instead And then I just really focused on that I wanted to feel happy. Like that was my main mantra for 2018 through 2020. It was like, I just want to be happy, man. I just want to be happy. And I knew that that was the focal point. And anything that didn't fit into that focal point was a distraction. And so I was able to just slowly cut things down by shifting my thoughts and having focal points. So if there's something that you want to achieve and it's a either a physical feeling or a real goal, like maybe 
I want to save like X amount of dollars to, to buy this or something like just having a focal point at all for you to shift to during the day or any time is so imperative because it just really helps you have that one thing to always gravitate towards and shift your thoughts like no matter what other intrusive fucked up thoughts are coming to you if you can just get to be like I just want to be happy I am happy I am happy you know like then you are already preventing all the other negative thoughts from from coming in it's just something that you can constantly redirect yourself so that's like a good tip for for that um yeah and really for me a huge trauma shit was just like my codependency codependency you know like shows up as like being hella critical hella judgmental controlling um just trying to insert yourself like over explaining yourself um just feeling the need to to talk to anyone and everyone uh there's so many lists like I can write out a, a whole laundry list of all the different possible things of what codependency can can look like because it's it's way more than what a lot of people think the term was I have that one codependency podcast episode on here already so if you haven't listened to that go digging it's in the it's in the the first season listen to that because I'll break down all the things about codependency and so the best way for me to like combat all of that shit was really again just again the problem is the solution I removed myself from the problems I was just like okay if I want this you know external change to happen then I have to do the internal work where I let people leave (laughs) if they want to leave let them leave if I don't like something about myself I need to find something that I do like about myself and focus on that and slowly but surely I would move up the scale and the main thing that really helped me was like I've spent two years and I still do this like even though it's like I'm very much in a better position for it, I know that I have to maintain my maintenance on it because it's something that I've had a problem with for so long that it doesn't just go away um, I do this EFT tapping codependency class with like my, my teacher, Dr. Tanya Chase, who I fucking love. And I have done this now for two years straight and I will be probably be taking this shit for, for the foreseeable future. Like I don't see why I wouldn't. And I have found something that just like happened to really work for me. Um, where EFT tapping, like again, I talk about that in that codependency episode. It's just really like, you know, muscle memory programming of just like being able to like get through these different statements that that we believe are true about ourselves and being able to bring yourself up the emotional scale so I've done that shit consistently for for two fucking years and it's still forever a learning journey Uh, so just again finding something where you know maybe for certain people like a conventional therapist will work for you or you know, a, you know, a group support, a support group of some kind or meditation can help for, for some of this stuff. But when it comes to really cognitive behavioral issues, you, you, you need fucking help. You need outside help. You cannot do this all, all by yourself, like for those internal shifts, because you can lie to yourself. You can use cognitive dissonance real fucking well to justify your fucking behaviors. But when you're like in a, safe space where you can really work through things you can't run from them anymore it is your mirror you have to deal with them so uh again finding your own situation is 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 a personal choice and you'll know what works best for you so if that's conventional therapy or you know finding a support group of people that also have codependency issues or 
like for me, like I said, I use a EFT tapping. A lot of people can do breath work for codependency works well, journeying, other different shamanic healings. Like there's so many different modalities that you can use. Find one that's specific to the type of trauma that you're looking for. I mean, I need, I know people that can even use like psychotherapy of like, you know, other medicinal drugs and shit that work for them. Again, to each their own, whatever works for you, only you can only you are gonna know if it works for you um let's see and so yeah just really setting up firm boundaries was something big for me and with boundaries like that's learning the word fucking no (laughs) learn the word no and learning how to not over explain yourself like and now i can just straight up say to people like no and walk away like they might be dumbfounded and be like well are you gonna elaborate on that i'm like well if you ask me sure i'll elaborate but i don't know anyone anything else it's just like do you want to hang out tomorrow no (laughs) it's pretty fucking simple where before i'd be like well you know i I mean i could but i'd rather not you know just like being fucking wishy-washy and shit or like somebody just consistently barraging you with like no but i want you to do this and you're just like ah fuck all right i'll just do it you know um just really upholding your boundaries being able to be like i don't want to do this or i don't need to explain to you why i don't want to do something so just learning boundaries and it's scary again this is like facing your fucking fears if you have a fear of letting people down like and shit what do you got to do like you got to let other people down so you don't let yourself down like this is all about an internal fucking conversation with yourself of being like damn every time i do this I'm doing the opposite for me. If that's a situation you are not giving to yourself and you are not loving yourself, the whole healing journey is figuring out self-love, how to come home to yourself, how to love yourself unconditionally and take care of yourself. So it's just really being able to honor your own needs, being authentically you, being like, I can ask for uh, space. I can take time to respond to people like i have one friend who used to always be like i'm sorry i didn't get back to you i'm, I'm sorry you know I'd like having to explain i'm like and i always tell him i'm like you owe me no explanation it's okay you reply to me when you reply to me i don't need you to uh, always say i'm sorry and give an explanation for something you can just say hey i have time now to talk to you or hey i'm getting back to you about this you don't have to say I'm sorry all the time and over explain why you couldn't respond. It's just shit fucking happens. Um, and I think that's hella rooted in like codependency and trauma where we're, we're constantly feeling we have to explain ourselves to people where anyone that's, you know, really your friend doesn't need a whole lot. If they ask you like, well, what happened? Like that's different. But if you're just over explaining off the jump, like that's a trauma response generally. Uh, What else here? Oh, I was talking about like my like sexual abuse and shit. Um, That shit, you know, like it just really was a lot of acceptance. It really wasn't anything that um, I particularly needed as much therapy and help with where uh, other people like you know that that was something you know I want to be empathetic on of like there's people that have had way more intense scenarios than I that require a lot more you know delicacy in terms of taking the time to unpack such a traumatic wound and for me mine wasn't exactly 
that earth shattering to me. It was just kind of something I, I denied for really, really long. And so my biggest thing for that was having to acknowledge that it happened. And then after I acknowledged it, you know, I really learned how to grieve it. And then I even did a lot of like, you know, uh, womb healing and shit. Like I actually did a lot of like specific like guided meditations and journeys, like specifically focusing on like uh, sexual trauma. And that was very cathartic for me, very helpful. And just really also um, taking a vow of celibacy where I was just like, I don't want to have like sexual exchange energies with people that don't fucking love me. (laughs) This is the bottom line. And that was also super helpful for for all the sexual trauma that I've had after my sexual abuse was just kind of, you know, like having sex with people that don't love you and being violated, you know, a couple of times by people like I've definitely been like fucking roofied and, you know, very plausibly could have been raped one of those times. But, you know, I don't remember anything. Uh, There's just lots of shit like that where, you know, we just really have to get cleanse ourselves. And I just got into like a really activated like healing space through like guided meditations, journeying, different like energy healing. um, And that, that just helped immensely of just being able to like in a safe container process the trauma you know acknowledge that trauma had happened and being able to really just like acknowledge like hey this is this is okay (laughs) like you're not um you're not damaged goods you're not um irreparable you're not worthless and just really being able to give myself the love that I needed back for for all the times that I wasn't loved and that's a forever journey too, you know, like any type of sexual trauma is just going to require a lot more delicacy with yourself of just being like, I need to take it one day at a time. I just have to remind myself that um, shit happens and and that I, I am okay if I have good days and I have bad days and being able to pause and go easy on myself and I did a lot of like a lot of different modalities on that one of just being like, hey, like sex is great. Sex is natural and I shouldn't feel ashamed for for anything that's ever happened to me um, to prevent me from enjoying it. I just took this vow of celibacy for me to like really cleanse all of the toxic shit for me and like upholding that boundary that it's like, yeah, I, I don't need to have empty sex. Like I'd just rather give myself my own pleasure I'd rather give that to um someone that will love me and not waste that energy out on I'm putting it elsewhere you know I don't need to keep reinfecting a wound in terms of like reopening like sexual trauma like I, I want to like make sure like I'm a clean vessel to be able to enjoy it like if I do decide like okay like I, I want to move forward in like a healthy you know, real loving relationship where I can express, you know, like sacred sex with someone instead of having this be just an ongoing opening of a a traumatic wound in me. And so that was just like a own personal decision on that. You know, other people, it's like, hey, you know, like sex is so natural, so, so normal, and we all need it. <laughs> like straight up, we all fucking need it. Um, that, you know, if, if you, everyone has a journey of their own like you're gonna know whether this is something that's gonna work for you but I will say a rule of thumb here like even for guys too if you don't already know about it like research semen retention great fucking hack for y'all like you can do a lot more with that you can have multiple orgasms you can fucking heal yourself in many other ways and take your power back 
Um, that's something that, um, another big thing that I did was a lot of power retrieval, like healing my lost soul fragments and taking my power back from those dynamics where I felt my power was taken away from me in those sexual abuse issues. So that's something, um, you can research on and look into about how to take your power back. Uh, what else here? Emotional vulnerability was something that I definitely dealt with a lot, whether that was me not receiving emotional vulnerability in my relationships. But really, again, these are all mirrors and shit. It was me that was not the emotional vulnerable one where it took me a long time to realize like, damn, I am unable to receive the type of emotional support and the emotional vulnerability that I want from people because I wasn't giving that to myself. I was looking for that from somebody else, but they were mirroring back to me what I wasn't giving myself or I wasn't even giving them sometimes too. And that just really required me to be really authentic. Again, of just being able to unpack like all of these things and being like, damn, okay, like I have a problem asking for my needs to be met. I have a problem expressing um, how I truly feel of just like processing stuff, you know, like where some days like, yeah, I could have like depression and I just won't talk to people, but I can feel safe expressing like, I'm going to have these periods in my life where I feel empty. I feel like there's nothing I can give or do, you know, like just being able to really openly express and and not feel judged to to feel the way that I do where I think for many years I just felt like I had to like put on a happy face you know like I just I'm always good like I'm a bubbly happy person in general but there's always things deeper down inside like I'm an incredibly complex person like there's fucking layers to me of the different um emotions and things that I'm capable of experiencing you know like I'm a very outgoing expressive uh animated passionate and intense person when you're talking to me and generally that's going to be like when I'm comfortable with you but I also have these times where I'm incredibly reserved very quiet very shy at times where I don't even want to talk to people and there's other times where I also really am standoffish I don't want to interact with people I don't like kicking it (laughs) and I just want to be alone and then there's other times where I can be very you know just goofy and funny and ridiculous (laughs) like there's so many different levels to me and we are all capable of that we're all like that and it's being able to feel comfortable expressing ourselves that we have these multi-dimensional layers of ourselves that it's okay to show other people and to not feel judged or criticized for it and even if people are it's just like for yourself not to judge and criticize you and that was just really what you know me being alone and really processing all of the different emotions and stuff that I felt I was finally really emotionally vulnerable with myself of being able to be like damn you know what like I do really want this in my life. I do really want to um, explore this or I am really proud of myself or I really feel shitty about X, Y, and Z. Like not hiding anything, just being so brutally honest with how I felt and honoring that. 
And this is something that you can just have that emotional vulnerability within yourself and you will find that that flows easier with expressing that to other people or allowing that same energy to flow out that other people can sense it and they will also reciprocate to you was something huge um, that I needed to do to work on. So that was something that was, you know, a really eye-opening experience. I'm trying to think if there was other main issues. I think that's like the the main things I had talked about in like my story episode. So yeah, I just really wanted to like give people more um examples of kind of how to process, accept, release, transmute all of your traumas. Like the that the, that's like how you can like find up like a system that works for you being like, okay, the universe is going to throw me contrast in a situation whether I'm triggered by a situation or I'm presented with a situation that gives me a response. And um, it's harping, harping on this certain trauma of mine or this um, behavioral trait that I possess. And now I'm aware of it, taking that inventory of like, this is what's happening to me. Okay, this is my response to it. Okay. Now I accept that this is the way that I feel. This is the way I am now experiencing it. And I accept these feelings and I want to release them. I don't want to be here anymore or I want to shift this or I want to um, embrace this because sometimes we need to embrace these visceral feelings to fully process them. Um, And then you start going through that whole processing of that emotion, of that situation, and then being able to release those burdens. And then once you're able to release those burdens, you're better able to then shift in a new direction and change a different course of actions. So again, it's like it starts at that thought. If you can shift that thought, then you're going to change the way you feel. Change the way you feel, you're going to change your actions. And that is truly what being persistent, consistent, and disciplined is all about. All of these things of these examples that I gave you, I had to do this shit so many fucking times. I'm a stubborn little shit very stubborn but there's times where um my stubbornness can pay off to a certain degree with things that I had to learn it in a different way just because I was presented it once in one way it wasn't a way that worked for me and I think that's something that's really important for people where you know people can tell you like you should change or like you like for instance like we'll take you should quit smoking like somebody can tell you to quit smoking for for forever and you won't change and they'll call you stubborn and yes you are stubborn but it's because you were not ready for that or you have not been presented an opportunity for you to really understand how to change and so that's something that I really also want to explain to people it's like you really have to make it a priority for yourself and even if you're perceived as stubborn to other people and you know you're even being stubborn it's because you haven't found the solution that works best for you so just know that it's like you have to find things in the right time because if you're not mentally prepared and ready to make a change in your life even if you try it it's not gonna work for you nine times out of ten So everything's going to start within. Change starts from within. If you can start having these narrative shifts like, I don't want to smoke anymore. That makes it easier for you to say, I am a non-smoker. You know, being able to just make those internal shifts and then slowly but surely you'll be able to make the external shifts. So just go easy on yourself and understand that you 
are the one that knows you best. And if you don't know yourself best, that's where you start. You need to start unpacking yourself and understanding what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Who are you? What are your issues? You know, what do you want out of life? The better that you're able to answer all of those types of questions, the better it is for you to find the solution in all of the problems that you have going on in yourself. So just having that real comfortable internal conversations with yourself, having this real deep self-awareness of what, you know, you're trying to do and what works for you is the key to all of these problems in your life. Like you are the answer. It's not outside of you. It is within you. All right, sorry about that. Um, had to do a second part to this. Uh, have like a time window of like when my recording times out on here. Um, I'm pretty sure I also used the word delicacy when I meant to say delicately, but that's just my fucking uh, dyslexia there. Anywho, um, I just really want to close out this episode by just going over some things like uh, different tools that I personally use that can hopefully help you um, be able to redirect your thoughts better and kind of like really start making forward momentum because after like, you release things you know you're just kind of like in this like void for a little bit because it's just like you've wiped everything clear so it can take some time for you to like actually get out of that space to then really move forward but you still need to have like those intentions and you know healthy outlets to utilize one of the number one tools that i use is journaling i journal every single night Um, And I also do several other writing exercises throughout the day. So the very first writing exercise that I do when I'm, um, it's it's part of like a long-winded routine. I think I have given some of my routine and I've also typed out my routine that's on my website. But I write three things every single morning. I write one thing I'm letting go of, one thing I'm grateful for, and one thing I'm going to focus on each day. And those are just how I redirect my thoughts. I'm pretty sure I've discussed this. But um, the thing that I'm letting go is the intention of like, okay, I have this like negative thought or this trauma response or whatever this thing is that's going on in my life that I'm trying to release. So I would know that that's the intention. You know, I'm acknowledging that this exists and I want to process this in a healthy way to accept it, release it and let it go. And then the thing that I'm grateful for is just the thing that I can constantly set my focal point on, like... I'm grateful to have like clean fucking underwear, man. Like, I don't know, whatever it is you want to say, just like something you can be happy and grateful and thankful for whenever like that thought, intrusive thoughts coming back in, just like redirect your thought right back to that. I am grateful for this thing. And then the second thing is, is what I want to focus on today is another focal point of what you're actually going to do. So the gratitude is just kind of like that internal chatter, but what's the thing that you want to focus on today that you can actively participate in? This, again, can still be an internal thing, but it's something that you are actively participating in consciously. Like, I'm going to focus on finishing this project, or I'm going to focus on um being more kind to people or being more grateful for everything or just whatever it is that you want to focus on just choosing the things like that help you pre um determine when those negative intrusive thoughts kind of come in where you're just like okay I have this system set in place for me to like really kind of navigate my thought space until you can kind of get a better reign of like I can now move through whenever things happen to me 
like I have it down good for me that I, I have all the different things of like how I can kind of filter out thoughts and be able to stay present. Like it's pretty quick for me to like get to like a really dope space. Um, but I have those backup things also set in place for me if I do get really out of alignment I'm like oh wait what did I write this morning let's focus on this thing so um it's just having like these really great systems and routines set up I have like a pretty long process of how I start my day and how I end my day so just building like healthy habits and shit and a lot of those like healthy habits that I use um so like I said it's like a journal like every night I just kind of like a recap of the day but throughout the day I have a list that I call my daily delights so I write down every instance in my light in my life that day uh, that w- was something that brought me delightful feelings or something that I was grateful for. So it's basically a gratitude list mostly, but it's really about instances where I felt delighted because um, I think it's better. F- sometimes it's hard to be thankful for shit always, but it's easier to find enjoyment in something. So um, that's kind of how this list is for me where there are definitely things I'm grateful for, but it's more just like things that sparked delight or joy in my life as well. So I write that list out. um, And then many other things that I do is I exercise. Like I try to move my body. And it's it's not like I have to be super strenuous, you know, because there's like other shit for me where I can definitely overwork myself. Like I can put myself to next level limits. But I always just say this every day, you know, like something is better than nothing. And when I say that, it makes it less uh, of a chore for me, as well as less of a pressure to like, oh, I got to hit like a two hour session or I got to like do all of these things. It's just like I can just do one little thing or a lot of things, but just something is better than nothing. Like physically moving energy through my body is imperative. For me, uh, being an empath, I receive so much fucking energy that I have to have a healthy outlet to release that. So being physical in any way, shape, or form is imperative to my overall well-being. But also, it's just good overall health. Like, being able to move energy through our bodies is necessary. Every fucking human needs exercise. Everybody does. No fucking excuse. Um, So finding things that you enjoy doing is going to be you know, better, you know, like not forcing yourself to go to a gym, but hey, I really like taking like a martial arts class or I really like uh, riding my bicycle, you know, just finding a healthy outlet of physically moving your body. And it can be simply as just walking that you enjoy walking. Do that. Whatever it is that you can do to physically move your body is going to help you process negative emotions. Like I take a lot of walks, especially when I'm have a lot of thoughts swirling around me just to kind of clear my head. And when I'm clearing my head, what I'm doing is I am filtering my thoughts. I'm physically moving, so I'm getting energy released. And as I'm physically moving, I'm able to filter out what is coming into me. Because if I just stayed in like my room and ruminate or something, it's going to get worse. But as long as I'm moving, it's actually easier for me to clear myself because I'm actually more present in nature. Like I can look around and enjoy like, oh, the sun, the the sky, the tree, you know, like I, I actually, you know, focus more on that shit. So it's easier for me to redirect my thoughts. And as I got like really back into nature and the simplicity of it, you know, like hiking is a passion of mine and connecting to nature so I really take it apart to stop and smell the roses like not just figuratively but literally I will really pause and you know I can stop dead in my tracks and like 
watch leaves fall or animals, you know, just like anything. Like I'm very observant in nature and that's part of something that's healing for me in this whole entire process is really being present enough to enjoy that. And that's something that did take a little bit of time and I'll be like walking with other people and like they're really caught up in like their headspace and then I'm just so caught up in what's going on around me like in my environment and they catch on to that and they're like oh yeah that's really nice like oh wow and it kind of inspires them to do the same where you're just like damn like you should maybe look up a little bit more around you instead of looking down at your fucking feet or if you're just like looking off into the forward direction and not looking at all at your peripheral you're missing a lot out on life this is like a like a buddhist thing is that you know monks will take the same walk every day and one of the tasks is to find something new on that path so i practice that many times and it's really eye-opening where you're like how did i not see this yesterday wow oh my god like this looks beautiful and it's just having this like really um simplistic way at looking at life differently you know you're really just seeing everything as it is so giving yourself kind of tasks like that to get lost in nature is super cathartic and helpful in getting into this like really a meditative flow state b getting out the mind clutter and c really living presently like that is the key to all of this healing is to be able to enjoy life and live it presently um another helpful tool um for me was you know being open to trying different modalities like I didn't really think I was going to be into a lot of different things but I tried a lot of different classes you know so you know find what works for you like I enjoy breath work a lot I enjoy uh you know different energy healings like theta and you know, I can do some Reiki shit, like there, there's a lot of other modalities out there, but just having an open mind to try is really what's going to help you um, expand your consciousness is just being like, hey, you know, like maybe this might work for me, maybe it doesn't, but at least you're not being like, this is too far out there for me. It's like, I just say for everyone, just like, you'll be surprised, like what you find actually enjoyable or learn from is things that you're more resistant to generally so just try to go into things with like an open mind and yeah just just research it and be like you know what I'm just gonna just wing it and see what's up and then uh reading reading is something that I think everybody has to do in the healing journey um reading things that are actually going to add value to your life I think we waste so much time watching tv or uh just doing dumb shit just doing shit that does not add any value to you but reading is a free it's fucking free it's accessible to anyone and everyone where you know in the world so why not read and at least with reading you can either use it as something to you know live in your dream world where yeah you can get lost in fantasies and read whatever subject matter you want to or you can read things that you can learn from like actual like applied um teachings and stuff or you can read you know things about other people to find inspiration and motivation like there's just so many different subject matters that you can pull from that really help you um get an idea and an idea is going to spark an emotion within you and if that emotion is strong enough you might actually do something about it So I say like if you're feeling at all lost or unmotivated, reading might be the best Kickstarter for you. It's just finding that subject matter 
or that author or something that really inspires you to to get to the next level or especially if you're like already have a goal set out and you want to know more about it like what are you gonna do you're gonna have to research aka read <laughs> like it, reading is never a waste of time and think about the the minutes and hours that you spend reading where maybe you utilize that for self-destructive shit like maybe you were out there just fucking wasting money on i don't know like going drinking with your friends when you could spend like an hour learning about business or whatever you know what i mean like just think about like what you can replace um low vibrational shit with high vibrational shit and then i'd also say like try to spend some time alone if you're somebody that is constantly around a lot of other people or stimulation or distractions try to find at least like 30 minutes you know start off like in small doses of being entirely alone without anybody else around you and just checking in with yourself like what how do I feel right now like ask yourself that flat out like I don't give a shit if you ask that shit out loud or internally just be like how do I feel and do a full like body scan with yourself and a, an internal check of just seeing where you're at. Like we're going to have good days and we're going to have bad days. But I guarantee you if you stop and pause more, you can actually really tune into yourself and see where you're at. Um, also, like for a lot of people, I don't think everyone realizes how much energy you pick up. Like even, everybody is empathic. Every single person is empathic. And so um, taking good showers or you know cleansing baths you know just anything that you can do to really like clear your energy from like all this buildup that we get you know like we're constantly you know interacting with other people and picking up energy so do yourself a favor and cleanse your fucking energy like you don't know how like research that and look into various things but it can be as simple as just taking like a purposeful shower like i need to just go into the shower and visualize myself releasing all the burdens that don't serve me just you know just just watching things fall away from you or even just saying like I am in the shower intentionally cleansing myself of all that no longer serves me just like whatever you got to do um to activate some sort of cleansing for yourself is going to help you release burdens um just yeah just meditation for for real man like really helped me a lot of just learning how to be comfortable in my my own body learning how to be comfortable with my thoughts and the absence of thoughts when I can get to a really higher level of consciousness so um yeah I'd say if you haven't done meditation before you're gonna have to try different ways like I personally meditate in a very specific way that works for me and then I have other meditative things like I was talking about that you can do like you know the whole cooking and other shit that where you can find yourself in that flow state but try to be like really quiet and present with yourself if if you can or use like the help of like guided meditations binaural beats like journeying if you want to work with with another healer or group guided meditations are cool too like I'd say just try that to see if um you can at all gravitate towards more presence and stillness and um quiet (laughs) in your mind so those are the main things that like really work for me and things that like I do regularly and consistently but it's really just like a big portion of it for me is the constant shifting of perspectives I do that shit all 
the fucking day long. And it works out to where like now it's not so frequently or it's not so challenging where it's just like an instant narrative shift where I'm like, boom, bam, back to it, right back in the fucking alignment now. So those are the real um, things. And I have to be persistent, consistent, and disciplined in doing all of those different tools. Like there's going to be certain tools that I use more than others and I'll go back and forth of like this tool works better for me now than it did five months ago or I'm revisiting something that I used to use two years ago versus now like this is just a constant um evolution so you're gonna have to continue to check in with yourself you change every day therefore you need to constantly do the work to find what works for you today so as always keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights and everyday moments love and light kate